Hello again, everyone. Welcome. Um, again, I'm still enjoying your your upgrade here, Rob. It's just so much brighter and lighter and nicer. It's not that, as I call it, the poo color as much. <laughs> but uh, on that that dark and gloomy um, old couch look, yeah, we were talking about depression and, and anxiety and the differences last time. And I think we had more to talk about around that. Depression, low mood, anxiety, I mean, this, these are tough topics. Um, unfortunately, as I've said some time back, our kids will in this season, and we are likely in this season to encounter these very unwelcome experiences. And what we've been looking at over the past while is what on earth do we do as parents? You know, how do we, how do we respond? How do we love our kids when they go into, you know, dark spaces, anxious and, and, and down you know, states of mind, how do we help? It's tough. And I want to say, um, in, in as much as I'm talking with us as parents about this, um, I don't expect th- for, for us as parents to become uh, uh, therapists or folk who treat anxiety and, and, and low mood. I, I see us more as carers, supporters, encouragers, the folk who are there, if you like, the first-line carers. Um, we're always there for our kids. Um, we're the ones who pick them up from school at the end of the of the day. We're the ones who are with them in the evenings. We're the ones who can comfort them, who can hold them, who can soothe them, who can hopefully every now and again come up with one or two insightful things to say. Um, and, you know, ours is a, is a bond of love. Ours is a first attachment. Um, so there's so much that we can do as parents. There's so much um, in the way that we are with our kids that really is, is enormous and extraordinary in terms of mental health benefits. Um, but all the same, I, I don't want to place the burden of, of treatment on us as parents. Uh, I don't think that that would be appropriate. And I think there, there is a time and there is a place. In fact, there definitely is a time and a place for us as parents to call on on other folk to step in and to assist us. And I want to go into that territory um, in this episode. So I'm saying really that we as parents have a tremendous amount to offer. I do want us to feel equipped to turn towards our kids with insight and understanding that I want us to know how to love them well. I think as well that, in fact, I know from what kids and parents tell me that when we do help our kids through tough times, it does an enormous amount to the bond, you know, that they feel understood, we feel closer to our kids, they feel closer to us. It's, it's really incredible. And uh, adolescents going through tough times, when their parents do start to understand, when their parents do talk to them in depression or anxiety savvy ways, those young folk tell me, you know, I feel like mom and I are closer or I feel like dad gets me, you know, I feel like I can talk to him. I mean, that's a really big deal. So I think that we, we ought to aim for that as, as parents, and that's really why I've been wanting to go into the space for us. But again, I'm not saying to us as parents that we have to be you know, able to, to help our kids in, in, in the sense of treating them for you know, really sort of clinical depression or clinical anxiety. We need outside help there. Yeah, Robin, I suppose uh, for me, as I think back, there's people who, you know, you become good at what, you know, what you do. You become an expert in, in what you do. 
I've found it so helpful talking with you. I mean, I'm talking outside of this podcast um, about uh, what's going on inside of me and, and how things are, are going on inside of me. And um, and I've found it unbelievably useful having your years and years of insight into that. And uh, I suppose the thing always for me would be both for myself and for my kids is when when does it get to the point where actually okay I, you know i need to see you or or, or I, I can see that my kids need to actually see someone like yourself yeah it's a, a very important question um so you know i think for me there's a few a few factors i would bear in mind um i would say that when we notice that either because of anxiety or low mood or as i've said both um, our children aren't coping. Um, they're not able to do what they used to do at school. Um, you know, they're they're down and out. They're unable to you know to get on with their days. Um, and at home as well, they're withdrawn. Perhaps their eating has changed. They're not sleeping uh, as they used to. They're just not themselves. Um, and for me as a parent, I wouldn't let that go past four days to a week, to be honest. So if my child had hit a real crisis, maybe there'd been a, a bust up in friendships or an issue, a setback, a problem, a loss of a friend, heaven forbid. You know, but unfortunately, these things are happening. Family member. So we all go through these crises and I would stay close and have a look and see how's my child doing as, as we do, I think, you know. We monitor, we have a look, and we get normal reactions to these horrible, you know, setbacks and, and 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 painful times. And I would have a look at that, but I don't think I would, as a parent, go beyond four days to a week, where my child was out of sorts for that length of time, before calling in um, outside help, be that a GP, a general practitioner, from the medical side, get his or her counsel. Um, and, and advice and you know a, a folk a psychologist a mental health worker who understands uh, the dangers the hazards and ways of helping young folk steer away from them or around them so why why four days to a week i mean what, what are you worried about if if you if you don't do that i think the thing that i'm looking for is that it's normal and acceptable for all of us to go into states of distress or into states of dysregulation where we're not ourselves. We've been badly knocked and we we need time out. You know, we're not coping. Um, so if it was that I'd lost a family member, I mean, I think I would definitely not work for a good few days. I would be, I'd be down and out. I'd be, you know, uh, you know, just not well, um, actually for probably quite a long time. Um, so I guess what we're looking at is now a reaction where uh, my child is stuck. Uh, they're not able to recover from that in a way that I see they're able to re-engage with the world, able to pick up again, if you like, get back on the saddle for want of a better phrase. So it's that type of idea. Is my child able to re-regulate? Is my ordinary parenting enough to help him to regather himself, reorientate himself, and get on with the, the the demands of his life, in a way that I know, Mike, I've come to know. Look, he's looking okay, and I'd obviously ask him for goodness' sake, but I'd want to see that he's he's recovered um, within that time. 
beyond four days to a week. Um, some folk would maybe take it a little, little, little longer, but I would say there's no need to wait. Um, some folk might say give it 10 days, but for me a week or so and I'd start to think I'm going to at least get outside counsel even if my child doesn't necessarily see someone at that point, but I'd want to know what do they think. And Rob, would you say, uh, I mean, one of the other things that, that's been interesting for me to note uh, with my kids, even though they, they're little, um, is that an outside person, you know, whether it's a sports coach or, a, um, you know, a teacher or so forth, you know, I can be saying something <laughs> and yet if someone from the outside actually starts to engage and, and say something, it often also, um, it just it just holds a lot more sway and a lot more um, engagement, unfortunately, at times, not all the time, but, um, and and I'd, I suppose for me, I've, I've seen how useful uh, that is. Uh, would, has that been the case for your kids? It is like that. I'm smiling while you're saying that because I think it's very common that our kids, particularly as they get older, will hear things that we've been saying or we think we've been saying, and then someone else says the very same thing, and our kids come back and say, yeah, well, you know, Uncle Uncle Jed says I should do this. You say, yeah, but I've been telling you that, you know, but somehow hearing it from their uncle, it had an impact that we couldn't, you know, have. So there is that where our kids can't hear us anymore. I think it has to do with the closeness of the bond in many ways that, um, you know, particularly as our children get older, um, they kind of heard it all before from us and we think we're saying something new, but they, they somehow don't experience it that way. So there is a newness to outside input. There's, a, there's an objectivity to it. And, and also for kids, it's a cleaner space for them. You know, they don't love other folk the way they love mum and dad. So it's, it's less emotionally fraught or um, the depth isn't there. And that, that actually can free our kids up to say things that, or to think about things in new ways, in ways that they can't with us a lot of the time. Yeah. And, um, and, then, uh, and then Rob, uh, I mean, any advice in terms of, okay, so who do you get in to, to help? Because I, I, I'm going to sort of trudge into some muddy waters here and, and, and say a couple of things. Like I've had some experiences with, with many different psychologists and I know you're not going to want to engage with, um, you know, who and what and where. But um, I found it interesting. There's, there's there's some that have been very wise in the way that they've 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 dealt. And I suppose what I'm talking about here is dependency. And I, I don't know if you are happy for me to wade into these waters, but I found you someone who doesn't create dependency um, on an outside person. You know, whether it's a child going to see a uh, see a psychologist like yourself. And uh, and I I found that really important because because I was involved with with children who um, who saw psychologists when I was teaching, and those that that didn't become dependent were those that made progress and those that that did. I don't know if I'm making any sense here, but I think it's an important thing for parents to hear because um, because I've seen the importance of it. I think for myself as a father, I would. It would be a big deal for me to take my child to a psychologist. I mean, this is our these are our children, for goodness sake. So, you know, it doesn't get, you know, uh, more sort of close to the heart, closer to the heart than that. So, I mean, gosh, you know. Um, and obviously, we would we would think about folk who we think our children can relate to. You'd want to know as well that that person's expertise matches the particular issue 
that our children are going through and uh, you know you'd want some local knowledge on that uh, usually other parents are good sources of, of of information around who they've seen what they've found I think as well though that more and more you know folk are able to to see and uh, to see if there's a good fit um, you know there's no psychologist who's good for everyone um, so you know all of us uh, as as mental health practitioners we need to stay very humble and grounded we can't help everyone we're not good for everyone so we also need to help i think parents in saying what we can and can't do and also to give folk um you know absolutely uh an open ticket to see how it goes and to be able to talk to us about when they feel like it's not working, you know, or there are issues arising, be it an issue of dependency. So I do think the relationship between parents and psychologists needs to be like that. And I think parents are, I would encourage parents to engage with psychologists, counselors working with their kids. And even if there isn't a lot of detailed sharing between the psychologist and the parent, it's still an important partnership. And I would love for parents to feel empowered and equipped through the process rather than marginalized or disempowered. That would be bad. I would be really sorry for that outcome. Well, I think um, to finish off, just to say from my side, I can only um, speak of how helpful it has been for me as a parent to talk with you, Rob, at times, as me as a leader to talk with, with you. And I think um, I feel like I'm cheating doing this podcast with you <laughs> because I'm getting all this all this wonderful insights and knowledge from, from someone with so much experience and so much understanding of all of these things. But I think as parents, we sometimes want to be the ones who are able to manage it all and actually we feel maybe we you know we 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 letting ourselves down when we um when we sort of say okay i'm i'm gonna have to call in some help here and and i think if i've if i look at there's there's often been situations where i've seen parents leave it too long and that can actually be really dangerous and not call in um help uh you know that that that's going to actually just allow this thing not to head down a really terrible route. Would you would you say you've seen that as well, Rob? So it reminds me of an important point you made a few episodes ago, and that is, um, <laughs> gosh, okay, so this parenting thing is not easy, and it definitely involves a lot of introspection and a lot of unwelcome surprises or realizations, if you like. So a while back you were talking about how as we start to talk with our kids about let's say low mood or a setback or something they're worried about well gee our relationship with them is suddenly foregrounded i mean do we are we actually um, let me rather say it this way is our relationship in working order are we in fact close enough and supportive enough and do our kids trust us enough to talk with us about their personal worlds so even at the outset our relationship is deeply implicated in helping our kids through tough times and it will include um, calling in outside help realizing if you like the limits of our ability to to you know to parent or to help our kids with their lives so it probably takes at least a good couple of tablespoons of humility in terms of saying what we can and can't do which would also imply our relationship with our children 
um, being open to other folk, letting them actually talk with our kids about about uh, themselves and it's going to involve our relationship with them as well so for us as parents i mean it's a very vulnerable inducing you know process um so <laughs> as i say i mean i would be i would be what um anxious i guess in referring my child to a therapist i would want to know that you know all the boxes we mentioned so far were ticked and I would hope that the therapist wasn't too mean about me <laughs> or too kind of, you know, critical of, of, of what we're doing as parents because, gosh, you know, we, we do our best and we're very sensitive about being a good parent. So I do think it asks a lot of questions about us as, of us as parents. Um, let me say that quite often I will find that as I work with a child, I will realize after one or two sessions that they're getting the message from their parents that they need to stop therapy. And oftentimes the parents don't say it, but they get messages of disapproval, if you like, from their parents. Um, and it's not always about cost. It's often around this idea of why do you need this? What's the point of talking? So it's got some kind of links to diminishing um, the importance of mental health and the gunkiness of being vulnerable in today's you know tough world a lot of it comes down to us as parents and and how we are willing to be vulnerable and humble and teachable and learn about ourselves <laughs> and the sort of insecurities that drive us which can affect our kids in significant ways yeah and so then you know just to say as we sort of come close to wrapping up the topics of that turned out to be joint topics of low mood and anxiety. I mean, I think we just need to see this as normal. We need to understand this is all of us, you know, in today's world, battling with low mood, at least from time to time, feeling stressed, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, at least from time to time. Well, it's normal. So I think that if we can as parents normalize it, if we can as parents own it in ourselves and become informed and become insightful in our own self-management, our own self-care, including those times when we need to talk to others and then pass that on to our kids as a way of staying, you know, in the healthy zone when it comes to mental health. Well, gee, for me that's fantastic. And as I said um, earlier, when we do talk with our kids in these ways, when we are prepared to be open and vulnerable and honest and humble as parents, our bond with our kids grows. They will remember these exchanges, these times, and the ways that we deal with them for the rest of their lives and also pass that on to the generations to come. So it really is extraordinarily powerful stuff. It certainly is, Rob. Thank you again. Thank you for giving us all this uh, yeah, it is greatly appreciated.